your dreams, they're straight up gold Live your life, that's what I was told New ideas, they don't exist So I guess I'll just be average Welcome back, everyone, to episode 22 of Scratch Track. And if you've made it this far, uh, I didn't. I don't have anything planned. What can be a Taylor session? Swift has a song where she says she's feeling 22. Is it? Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. You can listen to that 22 times after this. And <laughs> That's the theme song for this episode. Yeah. It's like a palate cleanser, honestly. <laughs> mm, from our... Maybe. <laughs> semantics. I think we're more antics. a palate cleanser from Taylor Swift. Uh, hot takes here. Yep. From from uh, from one of the hosts, uh, Kyle Dykema. <laughs> Give him a shout out. Hi. And Darren Lammers is over there. We're, we're introducing each other now. Uh-oh. That's what we do. Nope. I just goofed it up again. And, Which part? Uh, introducing you. Oh, no, no, that's know, fine. I don't speak for you. No, no. I thought it was uh, an old a, a new twist on an old favorite. <laughs> Um, like the, uh, like the Mambo number five. Isn't that a remix of something? Well, I guess, is there Mambo number four? (laughs) Yeah, what happened to the other Mambos? I don't know. Well, anywho, we can introduce our guest now. (laughs) Sure. Uh. Maybe he knows. Yeah. Uh. Where the Mambos are. (laughs) We have, uh, a former guest and a returning guest. Uh, Michael Stark has come back to the podcast. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having (laughs) me again. Yes. (laughs) Michael, what are the other Mambos? I, I... I don't know. I don't know how we got to five. Maybe the other four were the ones he tried to write, and they were failures. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like kind of like when you save a file, sometimes you're like, uh, uh, Mambo.1A, he mm-hmm. was on version five. Yeah. And he just decided to go with it. Sure. No, I, I, I like that as a, as a, the mythology <laughs> of Mambo number five, probably one of probably one of the worst songs I've ever made. <laughs> I despise that song so much. And when it's played at weddings, I just want to leave the dance floor. Does that get played at weddings? Yeah, sometimes. Still? Yeah. Because it's kind of a song all about how he wants a bunch of different women. Which is yeah. like the inverse of a wedding. And, and they're all... And in, in different locations, right? I'm thinking of the right song? Yeah. In the kitchen? Mm, is that I the one? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, well, no, he's like a little bit of Monica. In the garden. In the, oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Right. But does he say in the kitchen? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> he has sex in a lot of different places, I think, in that song. Yeah, he does have sex in a lot yeah. of places in that song. Is that what... Yeah, I guess that's what's happening. I don't know. He's well, saying... he says a little bit of Monica in my life. That is that is the a one... A little bit of Erica on the side. Oh, right. Oh my a little gosh. bit of... Tina is what I need. need. Oh, boy. A little bit of something... Monica's in a very... the sun. No. Yes, I think it's in the sun. I, I'm looking up these lyrics okay. right now. All right. <laughs> Monica is a very specific like '90s name. Why? Because of Friends. Because of Friends. <laughs> but I. But no. It's. I've talked to other people about this. Like you don't hear that many people named Monica anymore. Bridget. You also uh, don't hear a lot of people named Brent anymore. Brent was like a very kind of had its time. What would you find, Mike? All right. So the the chorus if. That's what it is. <laughs> this song, I guess, so. is uh, a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side. <laughs> by yeah. my side, not on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's to be inferred. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, A little bit of Rita is all I need, mm. and a little bit of Tina is what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. I knew there was oh. someone in the sun. <laughs> a little bit of Mary all night long. Okay. A little bit of Jessica, here I am. And a little <laughs> bit of you makes me your man. 
Wait, so he's singing to a final a final girl in this song who is the person he's referring to in the song, but first he tells her about all the other women he likes. I hate everything about this song. Okay, the kitchen song. song that I was thinking of, the the reference to the uh-huh. kitchen was uh It wasn't me. Right? That song? Which song? Caught red-handed. I don't know this song. Hanging on the bathroom floor. Like, came, that's the song that came out. I'm so weird. lost. That Who is the singer? I don't know. I gotta let me Google is again. Is this a '90s song? My uh, my Google search is gonna be super strange today. I, I want this to be played at my wedding. Whatever this, but not like not like not like the song he's talking about, but like him singing this Ooh. song. I just want on the loop. Uh, I think I found it. I need. It to wasn't know. me by Shaggy. Oh. <laughs> From Scooby-Doo. Picture yeah. this. We were both butt naked, banging oh. on the bathroom floor. I have to picture this. <laughs> Why does it sound like a children's song? How could song? I forget that I had given her an extra key? This is like <laughs> late 90s. Jeez. The best part, Michael, is now we have a recording of you singing this. Yeah. That we yeah, can yeah, put yeah. Beat music, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if anyone out there wants to sync up the music <laughs> to what Michael just sang, uh-huh. like, you you go for it. You said it I don't even know how we got down this little rabbit trail. Rabbit trail. The rabbit troll. The rabbit troll. I went. Oh, I went cool. Got to pay the rabbit troll. Trail and troll at the same time. I came up with troll. I want to see a dra. I was a rabbit. A rabbit troll as just like a creature in something. I guess like the rabbits from the uh, the Rayman series, right? Yeah. They're like they're like troll rabbits. They're like crazy uh, screaming troll rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you need a new band name, look no further than <laughs> Rabbit Troll. Crazy roll, troll, roll. It's a tongue twister. It is. You got to pronounce it first, and then you've achieved the band status. Anyway, anyway, enough about that. Uh, so we were talking before the podcast about we all went to an arcade the other day, and Kyle, you you said you played the Tron game. Yeah, I played the Tron game, but I was also very intrigued because there was a Journey game, like the Journey, the band. You know, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. stop believing, etc. <laughs> um, and the games, the game basically involved uh, you, I guess, collecting the instruments that they needed, <laughs> and but but you would have like a task for each instrument. So there would be like a menu, and it would be like there would be the guitar, the microphone, the drum. And, like, the bass guitar, mm. and, like, I don't know, maybe there were some other things, too. Synth- mm. The synthesizer, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mandolin. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you would go, you would pick which one you wanted, and, like, the drum one, and then you would play as the as the member of the band, and it would say their name, and I was learning all the names of the Journey members that I didn't know. So there's Steve Actually, Perry. but I can't remember any of them now. Because they're all just, they're all just like, it's all like Brian Jones and stuff. <laughs> it's like names that you would never Oh, Brian. <laughs> Brian plays the mandolin. But anyway, I was just singing the drum guy. You had to bounce on drums up to the top of the screen to get the drum kit. <laughs> oh, it's like, uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of games like that. But then what would always happen is when you gr- got the instrument, then um, it would turn into like Space Invaders and a bunch of like sh- aliens would come, or like spaceships would come and you'd have to shoot them down. But you, but the funniest part was the, um, the, the avatars of mm-hmm. the band were just like um, pixely like bodies, but then what looked essentially just to be like a, fo- a cutout like photo of the band person's head on the body they're like black and white like headshots yeah they were just like actual headshots like pixelated into arcade form oh, so and it good. was 
I think there needs to be more banned video games. I was gonna ask what banned video games there <laughs> I are. I don't think there very are very many. I mean, there's like Beatles Rock Band, but I don't really. Consider but that, that actually like... is like a good like representation of the yeah. Band. I, but like, okay, of all the bands to have a video game, like with a with a persona that would fit into a video game, mm-hmm. Journey does not really have much of that, other than like the scarab on their artwork. Yeah, well, they had like a spaceship on their artwork. Yeah. So I think I think it was probably just a right place, right time. Like they were yeah. there in the eighties, right when arcades were a thing, uh-huh. and then they just. Uh, you know, it was, like, the perfect, like, yeah. meeting of the record label and, like, some video game company was like, hey, this yeah. is, let's make this happen. But I could see, like, Kiss having oh, yeah. more of a, more of a like, video game persona or, like, look and feel yeah. than, than Journey. Didn't Kiss have a cartoon show? It's a good question. An animated show? Well, my, my, I'm just spot-checking everything <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, so say, far. Why do you shut your phone off? Like, we're just going to be having I've been new... looking up weird songs from the late 90s and now <laughs> Kiss video games. No, look up Kiss cartoon. I think it was a, sh- a show. It was like... Really? They, I feel like there was. Were they was. like solve mysteries? Probably. Was it like a Hanna-Barbera type deal? I think so. <laughs> I kind of like that. I See, think it's more likely. There, there is something called Kiss Cartoon, but I'm not entirely sure that... It's uh, the band. That's, it looks very recent and not Kiss-like. Is it just them kissing yep. for a whole half hour in cartoon? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. That's that's settled. <laughs> no, but I kind of see the Journey video game as like this thing where it was like kind of on the cutting edge and they were like, hey, we got like like video games are really hot right now. We should make like a Journey mm-hmm. video game. And it's kind of it's kind of like... They had a very futuristic like sound, I guess. Like if you listen to like, what's that song? Separate Ways? Yeah. It's a very like... Yeah, bombastic '80s like futuristic sounding song. It's got the got the, the nice little synths in yeah. there. Did you find something? So I, I can't find anything just with a quick Google search of a cartoon for Kiss, <laughs> but it does look like they've made several appearances as cartoon versions of themselves in, in various shows. Oh, uh, so that maybe including a the first YouTube video that pops up. Scooby Doo meets <gasps> Kiss. See, a Halloween wow. special. So that's not surprising at all. Yeah, cool. Uh, that that, makes, that sense. makes sense. That uh, conglomeration there. <laughs> uh, I love it. More bands need to make cameos in kids' cartoons for I, no reason. I agree. That would I I wholeheartedly support this. I'd love to see um, Blink One Eighty Two appear in like <laughs> the Amazing World of Gumball or like okay I don't know or like like. Like Elliot Smith in the, the Peanuts cartoons. Whoa, that would be uh, <laughs> uh, fitting. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm like, I'm like, I think it kind of fits. Um, he could be on the little uh, brick wall of Charlie Brown, and yeah. then, then he. The, the '80s were also like the peak time for just like unnecessary cartoons. Explain. Do you think that that's true? Because there was like cartoons for like, like, like Pac Man. And like cereals. Was there a Pac-Man cartoon? Yeah, I think so. There was a Rubik's Cube cartoon. Did you know what? that? What? He, just he was like a character. He was like a character named Rubik. Maybe. Cool. Should have been Ruben. That was real. Or Ruby. That was real. You don't even have to look that up. I know it was real. <laughs> I'm fascinated with this. But yeah, that, that's what I mean though. Like, like, like Journey becoming a video game is kind of the same to me as like a like like. Kiss becoming a cartoon where it's kind of like this marketing team coming to them and be like, right. hey, you know what? Like, you guys do music. You know what else you could do? And in, insert thing here. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of disappointing. That's that actually. Yeah, you just found the yeah the the, uh, the anyone listening should just Google rubrics the amazing cube. And, <laughs> Can you show me? Uh, yeah, the, this is this is pretty fantastic. It's actually kind of scary looking. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's pretty good. Why it's he... exactly what I think an eighties cartoon about the rubrics cube uh, would look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And he's got like a weird like goblin head. I know. He's like hunched over. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a little terrifying actually. For the listener who doesn't want to look it up, it's like a cube with like on one side of the cube there's arms coming out, on the bottom of the cube there's two feet coming out, and then on on another side of the cube a little like bald green head. Yeah, like a little doll goblin head. Yeah, it looks like an ET character. It's yeah. Weird. Uh, what a time. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> culturally just imploded. Yeah, if you want to say that we're living in the worst time culturally, all you need to do is just look up bad 80s cartoons. And, That's the and thing, though. Like, they're, like we don't remember all that stuff. That's just stuff well, that kind of... Well, I don't remember of, any of it. Well, <laughs> I, I... wasn't alive. No, but I mean, like, the, thing, the things that, like, really stand out are the, are the things that didn't fall through the cr- cracks completely. Right. Which, like, I would yeah. say the Rubik's Cube cartoon is one of the ones that's fallen through the cracks. Yeah. We just have the internet to find it now. Yep. So thank goodness. Thank you. Thank you. So you weren't alive in the eighties. What were you? No, ninety one. Well, I was ninety two. Wow! Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. So we know nothing. <laughs> Do you want to share your? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was your experience like? Well, what was Papa? What, what is your? Well, I mean, I I don't have too many memories from the. What 80s. year were you born? Because you're uh, young. I was, I was in eighty six. Eighty six. Um, so oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there are there are very vivid things from the eighties that I remember, and there are probably things that I remember. Because I maybe was introduced to them in the early 90s. So you were um, with us yesterday at that arcade. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you ever go to an arcade that like like that? I mean, that one was kind of like um, like hyped out, but it was a little bit. I don't think so. Because when I was a kid, it was very much like the home console. So right. um, at that point... Arcades had uh, now left. Yeah, maybe they hadn't left, but it wasn't what... I mean... We had the original Nintendo and Super Nintendo, but mm. yesterday we we came into uh, we ran into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game, which yes. was a Super Nintendo game. Yes, yeah. and I I spent so much of my childhood playing that game. It's a good um, game. Yeah, and it's 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 weird how when I ran into it, I'm like, holy cow, this is <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this game. Yeah, and then when we started playing it. I kind of knew what was about to happen. Like yeah. I have not thought about that game in a decade, right. yeah. two decades, no, right? It's just and imprinted so in your head. Um, it, it's really weird how that, ha- how really popular culture, I think can, can make that much of an impression. Like there, there are times when um, uh, we've talked about this when I've been on the past, how much of a, fan of Star Trek I am and uh, I still watch it now. I've been watching Star Trek since I was like four or five mm. and I can still watch certain episodes and I remember very vividly like watching that with my mom yeah. when I was a kid and rem- I can remember thinking certain things about uh, parts of the episode Yeah, now. Like I can right. kind of go back to that kind of thought process. It's very strange like that's yeah. how vivid those pieces are and yeah that's how it was a little bit yesterday at the arcade where I, i've never been a huge gamer but that game i was a big ninja turtles kid yeah and so uh that game i mean i just played it over and over and over again the, the other one i was hoping to see there that i didn't was there was a batman video game right after the i think it came out don't hold me to this but um, right after the Tim Burton movie in the 80s. I think I've seen it, actually. And it's actually, it's really good, yeah. and it's that a bit dark. That was a Super dark. Nintendo game, too, right? I th- I remember it for original Nintendo, but 
I might be wrong. Uh, no. um, you probably know better than me. Uh, I remember it being dark. I remember that game kind of frightened me as a kid. I mean, I was really young. Um, hmm. And we had my first house growing up, like the house I kind of like grew up in. Mm. We had um, like a finished attic. Uh, but attics are all sort of creepy still. So I used yeah. to play Nintendo up there. And then I used to play Batman up there and kind of get like creeped out. <laughs> Batman in the attic. All right. Yeah. That was your bat cave. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of was. Because it was, it was an attic like the the, yeah. the roof that goes to a point. Right. Right. It's not like a yeah. flat top. It wasn't a flat top house. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, my bedroom was up there, which was really cool. When I think back about that, it's that was such a cool bedroom. Um does it smell musty? I feel like all attics I've been in, like, I've always smelled. No, like- it didn't smell musty, and I don't want to say attic because it, <laughs> it, it was all finished. Like okay. they were like living spaces, but it, at one point before we moved in, was an attic. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But he made a musty. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He, yeah. He, My natural scent of the child <laughs> yeah, yeah. must. So gross. <laughs> I uh, well, we had an attic. Or my bedroom was on the top floor, and then in my bedroom there was like a little walk-in attic, like unfinished, cool part. But okay. there was, it was all just storage, like just uh, boxes. And that's what it still is. Did you ever make a blanket fort in there? No, I mean it's just dark and cobwebby and cool. Scary. Yeah. All right. No way. <laughs> Stay out. I didn't have an attic. We couldn't afford one. <laughs> we couldn't afford an attic. Can you add an attic yeah, onto yeah, the yeah. house? <laughs> Mom, Dad, I really want an attic. Ugh. No, I mean we had like I, I mean we had like a, a, a an attic that we didn't put anything in. It was just it literally was just the top of the well, house. What makes an attic an attic? It's just uh, the top of the house. Uh, you you go up there and there's there's uh, ghosts up there. Because in my goblins, at least in my upbringing like the attic was on the same level that my mm-hmm. bedroom was on but my mm. bedroom was just the second floor but then there was like a small door that you'd go into it's like a little crawl spacey attic mm. part that's like unfinished and just wood and i think mm. that constitutes an attic but then my bedroom which is on the same level that's not part of it right mm. in if we're defining well, what an attic is, is this is a <laughs> What makes an attic an attic? Because I guess I always yeah. thought like an attic was maybe like a third story above the second story. Even I always thought an attic was like okay, so say you have like a two story house, but you still but it, the the roof still has a point. Yeah, that little triangular space is the attic, right? And that's like, but that's does it like, need to have a triangular space? No, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, it, but <laughs> typically they do because that's just like unoccupied space. That's why they put like all that like itchy insulation up there and, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Because I feel like if it's... if We always call it the attic, but you could also, could also just call it the storage room yeah. or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Attics kind of terrify me. Like, poking your head into, like, an unknown part of the house. <laughs> Pass. I don't like that. Huh. Yeah, I see, basements were like that Oh yeah. See, we had a we had a pretty, like, substantial basement, and I would always do that thing as a kid where... Uh, when I shut the lights off, I think I thought something would like run out and grab me. And I'd, like, yeah, yeah. I'd like run up the stairs really quick. Yeah, so I was afraid of the. I was afraid of the dark. <laughs> you guys still afraid of the dark? Still. Yeah, but you it, get those night lights. I did have a nightlight for quite a long time. What um? What was on your nightlight? I had Snoopy for a little while. <laughs> okay. I had the Ninja Turtles for a little while, and then I had one that was like it was kind of like a, it was one of those like. Like it, it was a it was a turtle and its shell was made of like stained glass and that was like Ooh. my nightlight yeah so I if you still need a nightlight <laughs> well <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this tell actually. me more um, 
I think I told Kyle this a couple yeah, weeks ago. I know. There's going. this like little vintage geek boutique, geek boutique, yes, uh, store on South Broadway, huh. and I might have spent a little bit too much money on uh, Star Trek postcards there because they had it cool. for each of the casts, and I bought all of them. Well, like vintage. Uh, well, it's like more just kind of the novelty. of Yeah, it. the novelty of it. Uh, but everything was like wonderful geek type stuff. Nice. And there was this uh, part of the wall where there were a bunch of nightlights plugged in. And huh. there was like you could have one of like Homer Simpson. There was a Spock one. And there was a David Lynch one. <laughs> yeah. You could have a David oh Lynch gosh. nightlight. <laughs> that's, and, that's, that's the what, one hair? I Yeah. <laughs> it, no, just his face. Like his face and his luscious hair, of course. God, I mean, yeah. there's nothing without that. But. Um. I should tell this story because you've never heard it. Okay. Um, when we lived in LA, this is a secondhand story because it's not, it didn't happen yeah. to me or Darren. Hey, we're going but, from secondhand stores to secondhand um, stories. Sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a secondhand store. It was like, I think it's original stuff. But, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like an Etsy shop uh, oh, on the on, uh, street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but when we lived in LA, one of our friends went to go get his hair cut. And you know how, like, in a barbershop, so, like, um, there'll be two sides. And so if you're, like, looking in the mirror, you could see, like, in the mirror, the reflection of the person maybe getting your haircut, their haircut behind you. And um, so our friend was sitting, and he could see, like, the reflection in the mirror, the back of the head of the person that was getting his haircut behind him. And he was like, that guy looks like he has, like, David Lynch hair. And it was David Lynch getting his hair cut at this, like, just... It was like, like a Floyd's. Yeah, just a regular old barbershop in L.A. No way. And they both finished their haircuts at the same time. And then so he just said to him, uh, are you David Lynch? And David Lynch said, yes, I am. And they shook hands and he said, I love your work. And David said, thank you. And then he left. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm still jealous. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. I imagine that uh, our friend who told us that story did not finish his haircut at the same time. And mm-hmm. like when David Lynch just got up from the chair, he just like threw off the, <laughs> yeah. the, the little cape they put around you. And uh, just was like, oh, I'm fine. Like yeah. throws his money at them. My favorite part about that story isn't even just that he met David Lynch. It's that it was in a barbershop. Yeah. Because David Lynch's hair is like one it's of the most memorable things about when you just look at him. You just, just great hair. I mean, it's kind of comforting <laughs> to know that David Lynch doesn't do anything like that special with yeah. his hair. He just goes to a barber. Mm-hmm. This was also in a period of time where he wasn't like making anything either. So strange. Because like he, he, there was a long period where he didn't put anything out. Yeah. Except the nightlight. Yeah. <laughs> he was posing for a nightlight yeah, yeah, yeah. portrait. So for when you miss David Lynch's works, oh. uh, there's a nightlight. Uh, there's a light at the it end. Is the, uh, it's the perfect little middle section between, <laughs> in a Venn diagram between Miss David Lynch's work and Scared of the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if yeah. you're a fan of his work, though, like being scared of the dark is yeah. the least of your <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know how you, you, know how you uh, don't get afraid of the dark? You watch David Lynch's movies and there's something else to fear yeah <laughs> you just are like oh the dark's nothing compared to one of these movies <laughs> oh yeah. man like this worm baby is gonna is gonna haunt my nightmares more than the dark <laughs> jeez um i i would like one of the 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 eraser head worm baby nightlight uh, no <laughs> I, I don't know if he'll do anything else i mean we've talked about this maybe yeah. he will maybe he won't but i would love him to do one more thing just that outlandish like an eraser head I mean, Michael, this is getting very inside for people who care about this stuff, but uh, uh, we've talked about Twin Peaks on this podcast before. Michael's currently watching the old 
uh, seasons of Twin Peaks leading up to we're going to watch the series that aired last year. But there's some stuff in the new season that is about as weird as a racer. <laughs> That's really oh, yeah. okay. That's All right, I'm looking forward to this because <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm like enjoying Twin Peaks quite a bit, uh, but it's. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting to a point where I'm like, okay, since some things probably need to start happening for, for yeah, me. the the new season definitely has some moments where it's just like, I don't know what I just watched, and I have to go think about that for a while, mm-hmm. or not think about it, and it'll just appear in my nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, good. it's good though. Oh, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to like do it a disservice. Like it is great. Uh-huh. It's just got some stuff that you're just like, ah, yep. I didn't think I'd see that ever. Um. So yeah, yeah. Arcades, nightlights, um, nightlights, addicts. addicts. <laughs> trying to think of like, like, like my ideal nightlight. If if like if I was to like if I was to see one in the store and be like, I have to get that. Like I don't care if I use it or not. Like it just needs to. I don't know. Probably an anime. Oh, uh, probably an anime. <laughs> <laughs> get an anime night. Oh. Do they have any anime nightlights at that place? Oh, they man. might have. I there was there were things on that wall that I did not recognize. Huh. Nice. You know, okay. If it was, if it was like no face from Spirited Away, like a little nightlight, like sure. That, that's that's. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. It'd be fun. Um, I'm trying to remember the oldest I was when I saw the nightlight. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the oldest nightlight. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what was the I, original nightlight? Uh, a candle. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> you just plugged a candle into the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Well, yeah, you could just do that. You could get a candle nightlight. <laughs> candle nightlight. Not, I mean, it, it's it's fine. Is it considered probably dangerous to sleep with a candle on? I think so. A candle oh, I mean, on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A candle lit. Yes. <laughs> I can only turn refer. the candle on. <laughs> um. Uh, probably. I think it. I, yeah. I think it is dangerous. But more than anything, like like I have fallen asleep with a with a candle lit, mm-hmm. and um, like it it. I've woken up just because like the smell becomes so strong. Like, yeah, and it actually kind of makes it a little harder to breathe if you're. Yeah, it does. Uh, the There's very the air is very like like dense. It's burning up all the oxygen. Yeah, I, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but more than anything, like I actually there, there I did have a candle at one point where I I left it left it on. Oh, <laughs> See, it's really easy. I, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I let it I let it burn for the majority of the night, and I like woke usher. up and I. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My ideal nightlight would be an usher light. <laughs> He would usher me to uh, Are there safe places. Uh, nightlights that make sound? <laughs> the musical nightlights? I don't know. A nightlight that doubles as an alarm. Ooh. Ooh. That like flashes to wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably just better off getting an alarm that flashes at that point. Yeah. And like a, that plays music like a radio. I but um I, I think it's called an iPhone. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. No. you can do all of these things. No. There was um this is a side note, but I think there's like a nightlight that, or sorry, not a nightlight, an alarm clock that um, when it turns on, it like blows like a fan in your face. <laughs> like, you getting cold air in your face? Yeah, that's how it wakes you up. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't play a sound. It blows air? Yeah. Cool. That's how it wakes you up. <laughs> Apparently it's better than being woken up with like, mur, mur, mur. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I mean, like I—it's like being woken up by the breeze. I guess <laughs> I was gonna, where I was gonna go was—it's like, not like a, like like an air like a, a leaf blower in your face, <laughs> or maybe it should be. <laughs> no, where I was gonna go was like if I if I have an al- I have to be careful with my alarm sound because 
like you know like the alarm sounds kind of give you stress or like they can mm-hmm. get they can give you stress so sometimes when you hear it out in the wild like out in the world <laughs> you get like you get like PTSD like if I had wind blowing in my face and then I then I mm-hmm. went out in the if I went out if if I had wind blowing in my face to wake me up <laughs> then you would be afraid of then I would be afraid of the wind um, also related to alarm clocks sometimes when um, I it's right around when I get up in the mornings. Um, the upstairs neighbor, I can hear their phone like vibrating. Yeah, like it's like they ha- leave it on the floor. Yeah, I've I heard guess. that too. Like I just hear it like buzzing, like an alarm going. You, you on. know what I do in those situations when I hear the neighbor above me? I bang on the ceiling. Yeah, at six in the morning. <laughs> Wait, if need be with like a broomstick. Have uh, you actually done that? Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I I have these neighbors up, uh, upstairs, and from what I can gather. And this is just a hypothesis, but it's based on some pretty uh, ongoing empirical evidence. <laughs> uh, they play this game called Drop the Bowling Ball. Yeah, right. On the floor mm-hmm. above me. Good sequel to Dropping Nails on the Floor. Yeah. Do uh, you know what they look like? Nope. The bowling balls? No. <laughs> uh, uh, probably pretty traditional bowling ball, though. I'm talking about Well, I'm just saying because like, we have kind of loud upstairs neighbors, too, like most people that have upstairs neighbors. Oh, and, yeah. But, but like, I see them, like, a lot. And I feel like if I got into an antagonistic, like, relationship where I, like, banged on the uh, mm-hmm. roof, they would, like, glare at me. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen them. Um, uh, I will say that for the first year and a half I've lived in my apartment, I never heard anyone about me. The, the old neighbors were wonderful. Never heard a peep. That's the best type of neighbor. Um, and then these people moved in. Actually, I don't know if it's... Multiple people or one person. Uh, but they moved in. We, we did not start off on a great foot. Uh, I wanted a quiet weekend in. So I had a Saturday night. I had a pizza. I had a beer. <laughs> it was like lit. 9.30. Candles lit. <laughs> I was ready to go. And if I am not mistaken, I had Jurassic Park on. And then I just start hearing all this noise and ruckus and, and then- dropping of things. And so I go, I, like, it is ongoing, and I can't turn my TV up loud enough. And turns out they're moving in uh, at 9.30 at night, which ew. you're a special sort of individual for, for doing that. Um, and the little you had a little glass of water on the table, and there were ripples. Yeah, yeah, yeah ripples. Right. <laughs> bum, bum. Yeah, chaos theory. But since people then, moving in. <laughs> um, no, I have had to... Uh, they sometimes play music relatively loud at night. And I, I wake up pretty early. Um, so um, if it's like past one and I hear music, I like I have banged on the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, I get up at five o'clock and um, I, I as much as I like Radiohead, don't like them. <laughs> hey, I will say that from what I can tell, their their taste in music is quite good. So, so I applaud them, and but maybe tune it down. And, just and do they respond immediately? No. Yeah, they start banging uh, on the floor. So you um, just bang on the ceiling, and then nothing. Well, happens. I do hear the music tend to turn down. Yeah, oh, so nice. it, it does it does make a difference. Yeah, they're, they're, I've only done it twice, and it really is at times where I'm like, okay. It, this is really late and I have to get yeah. up. Yeah. They probably don't want to enc- like encounter you either. Like like if they're like, This is Radiohead, I can have it as loud as I want. You're <laughs> like like kudos, like they they stood uh-huh. their ground, but most people I don't I think are looking to avoid conflict whatsoever. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, well that's why I do the banging on no, the ceiling. I yeah. don't want to go up there. No, I, I don't know. You should throw are. you should throw a bowling ball up. Up, yeah, exactly. Into, into their ceiling. 
<laughs> or into your ceiling, into their floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I do wonder what they are doing all the time because it is there's throughout the week just there's <laughs> that's what dragging say. and dropping. Like I don't like I think of what I do at home. Yeah, and I cook. I read. I like not the, probably things that make noise sometimes, mm-hmm. but a kind of constant stream of thumping. Yeah. I mean, do, I, I don't know do what you this have, is. Are pets allowed in your building? No. I actually thought about that today. It sometimes sounds like something's dropping repeatedly. And I'm like, I'm wondering if it's a dog dropping a Because that's what we have that's upstairs. That's literally what we have. We but hear that all the time and it's absolutely I, I thought that earlier today. It finally, like, I'm like, because it's just something kind of like dropping, then rolling a little bit. Drop, like, it's this game. I'm like, what? I'm trying to think of what a human would be doing that causes this noise. They, like, they have kids? I don't think so. You would hear a kid, I think. That's um, true. Kids it don't might like be a dog. I don't hear barking, though. <laughs> and we're not allowed to have them, yeah. unfortunately. Mm. So That's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? Do some apartment buildings say no kids? I don't know. I, uh, that's probably some sort of discrimination, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Darren wants it that way. I want it that way. <laughs> we don't have kids. There's no one has kids in our No, I know. But, no. But, like... Uh, I know, but I it is, it is a fear of mine because we did like, have um, in our Darren and I used to live in a different apartment, and we did have upstairs neighbors who had a kid at one point, and uh, he was noisy. Well, he was noisy, but also just the parents, or at least I think mostly just the mom was just yelling at him all the time. Yeah, they're garbage parents. Yeah, I mean <laughs> we're just inferring that, but it seems. No, I'm stating it. It seems. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, who knows. <laughs> Although uh, I do remember distinctly one time, I could tell he was playing uh, Super Mario. <laughs> like I could hear like so every, loud though. every sound effect. Uh, yeah, it's and again, cool. I'm glad you're playing Super Mario. <laughs> just turn it down a little bit. I think these ce- that most apartments just have very thin floors yeah. and ceilings. Yeah, like, yeah. that's and, what. Like I'm, I'm not. You expect to hear your neighbors, right? In an apartment, I get that. Yeah. That's why it's it's only after like some people even say like ten. I give like a larger window uh, of time for mm-hmm. that. It's like mm-hmm. okay, if it's if it's past midnight and I'm waking up early the next day, it's time to turn it down. A little yeah, bit. I, the neighbor who who's well in in my back bedroom. Uh, the wall that we share with one of our neighbors, she has good taste in music, but she cranks it sometimes. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is Kendrick Lamar. Oh, this is Pavement. Or oh, this is uh, this is Blink 182. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like I enjoy this music, but it's also like I'm not playing it right now, and I'm like trying to go to sleep or right. you know what. And it's, it's kind of that's why I have a fan because like fans just kind of drown out most of that stuff. Right. But but not like thumping, not like dogs <laughs> dropping, dropping trees. Yeah, I really I, it, that is I think what it is. <laughs> I, I thought about this earlier. I'm very distressed about it. I there they must is, have a hidden dog, a secret dog, it's a secret dog, dog. cloaking device. Oh, cool! Uh, it the, the dog that dropped bowling balls. The dog that knew too much. Ooh, Invisidog. <laughs> Wait, is the man who knew too much invisible? No, I don't know. Oh, I just I just liked the phrase "the dog that knew too much." Yeah. <laughs> it just sounded funny. That chewed too much. It's good. Thanks. I should write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe, maybe that's the name of this episode now. I specialize the dog in that chewed too much. <laughs> I specialize in dog parodies of things. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever see All Dogs Go to Heaven? Oh yeah, yeah. That was that movie. Isn't there a part where he goes to hell? Uh, probably. That's a Do good you remember chance. that? 
I don't remember much of that movie. That's that's kind of like that. That's that's up there with like Page Master, which we've talked about previously. Where I, I, I'm like, I'm like, that was a movie I saw like once in the dentist office, uh-huh. or or not the dentist office, the doctor's office when I was a kid, <laughs> and uh, that was his medicine. He prescribed it to you. <laughs> watch this movie and take these pills. <laughs> Did you guys do that uh, recent trending thing on Twitter? The uh, film struck for yeah. Did you guys do that? Yeah. I I don't know if I saw your responses. It took me a couple days to get to it. I, I did mine yesterday. I chose... Uh, see, I, I'm trying to back off of Twitter. I, it, it took me a very long time because I uh, I I couldn't decide. I chose uh, Page Master, Secret <laughs> of Nim, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company. The greatest Disney movie of all time. Is that, is that even a... Yeah, That's a Disney, a Disney movie. movie. That was during a dark period. I'm just curious. Uh, what were yours, then, Kyle? Mine were. Uh, <laughs> Wait, those are really mine. Yeah, <laughs> those are actually Darren's. No, I can't go again. <laughs> uh, mine was Close Encounters, Big Lebowski, The Shining, and Eraserhead. And I, I was actually explaining to Darren earlier. I, I was trying to choose like they. I wouldn't even say that those are like my four top movies of sure. all time. Mine aren't the ones. I yeah, chose. I was trying to do pick movies that were favorites but were also like very specific to uh development of my taste okay. and, and representative of my taste hmm. like trying to cover the the um mm-hmm. the vastness of yeah. the specific yeah. types of things i like yeah so it, that it, was the best i could do and it took me a lot forever to settle on those even for those unfamiliar filmstruck 4 is basically this twitter thing where it, it started by the the premium channel filmstruck where basically just like pick four films that kind of represent you yeah and i think they said define you which is very that's a hard yeah it's a big like i don't know if it means like oh these are movies that like i'm i am like or these are movies i like or these are movies that represent my taste and i'm like are these are these desert island movies like like i think you kind of just go with what your gut yeah i i'm like you mine weren't like my Favorites, by mm-hmm. any mean. Uh, although I think some of them maybe fit, fit into that. But I'm trying to think, like, what was formative right. in, in some way or another? Yep. I, even if it was more trivial. Yep. Uh, that was how I looked um, at it, too. Yeah. But I was also trying to say, like, oh, I I still wanted all four of the movies I picked to be movies I kind of feel like are masterpieces regardless. Like, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because I was trying to, like, strike that balance. Because, like, you know... I would say that two of mine are generally considered. So mine were uh, Jaws, um, which uh-huh. is I, I, the first film I ever saw, which made me feel act- like legitimately terrified. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it was, then it was Jaws two. Then it was Jaws two. <laughs> uh, all the way. Th- I, actually, my film shark four is just the four Jaws. Just movies. the four Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then as a bonus, Deep Blue Sea. And then the other one was uh, that I think is I I think this is kind of considered a masterpiece. I I certainly think it is. Uh, yeah. Is uh, the Iron Giant? Sure. Yeah, it's great. Um, great movie. Because uh, that one that was really when I mean I watched that when I was in middle school uh-huh. and when I first kind of heard any sort of nonviolent message. Sure. Um, in, in a very meaningful way as a, as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan was one of them, which I mean, that just goes without saying. Um, uh, but the other one was more recent. Um, I, you know, I study existentialism and I write about existentialism. So uh, Birdman That's right. uh, was my was my fourth one. I 
I love that film. I know. Um, <laughs> I know you do. Uh, and I will forever <laughs> love it. Um, I just, I there's just so many layers to that movie, and the movie hits me in different ways and, uh, every time I watch it. So speaking of like recent ones, like there was a period of time when I was figuring out what I was gonna do, where I like almost put the Florida Project as one because I, I almost did as well because I was thinking about it as like stages of my taste or like my my sort of uh-huh. and, and that one felt like the most recent thing I had seen that like just mm-hmm. felt like a. Just yeah, that movie is going to stick with me for a long time. Yeah. I don't have any desire to watch it again because it that movie destroyed me. But I've I've actually thought about that and because I it did destroy me too. But I can't. I think I think you'd be surprised, like especially if you think about the movie again for a minute, because I think a lot of it is actually very enjoyable to watch. Like mm-hmm. the kids are very fun. Yeah. Like it's not like it's not like it's a dour movie. No. Like it's very colorful and it's and, it's really and frankly the last fifteen minutes that, that yeah. make you feel that way. But it's because of all the joy. I mean, you're in this you you understand the depravity that, that's going on around and some of it is Yeah. It makes like you're in motel rooms for uh-huh. a lot of that film and it it feels very small, it's very uh claustrophobic right. uh throughout that film. But there's you're seeing it through the eyes of a child who is just having fun, and mm-hmm. it's wonderful. It's, yep. it's when she understands, when she recognizes the depravity there, that, uh, yeah. that I mean, it's just uh, just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I, that, that movie almost was on mine, too. Like, I, I'm saying that to mm-hmm. really resonate. Um, no. I just, I, I recommend that film to people. But it's on I, Amazon I Prime. It is. Uh, I think it's also on Hulu now, nice. too. Um, get on it so I, I am recommending it to people I, I, I to me it was the best movie of 2017 yeah um, I'm there but uh, it's uh, just have tissues readily available <laughs> <laughs> we should have as we walked out of the theater yeah is Hulu owned by Disney no is it they now might be I was like the irony the irony of that the floor project being on Hulu that's a good point Disney, yeah. a Disney company I th- I think they may have bought it. Or maybe I would it was surprised. Or someone bought them. I think in the last year or two. Maybe it was actually 21st Century Fox, which is now being bought by Disney. Well, there's also um, I feel like at a, a certain point the the Banksy movie Exit Through the Gift Shop. I feel like was on Hulu, which also features. Weird. I think it was because they had a lot of documentaries. But um, there's a scene in, in Exit Through the Gift Shop where he, like, sneaks into Disney to, like, put up a, yeah. like a, a an installation in one of the parks. And, like, what the security, it's a, um, someone hanging it's a Guantanamo Bay uh, uh, prisoner. Oh, that's right. Um, in one of the, like, parks or something. Like, in, like, like yeah, by a tree or something. It's pretty like sure a blow up. He, yeah, pretty sure, pretty sure he put it next to, like, uh, Splash Mountain. yeah. Something like that. Which is, anyway, uh, but it's just funny because there's yeah, this, where the Disney security is like chasing him around the park. Yeah, and like uh, it'd be funny if Disney owned the. <laughs> so they, uh, weird. I like to think of uh, the the Disney security or like the Disney secret agents as like people in like like guys in like cargo shorts, polos, and visors, like like kind of disguising themselves <laughs> as like dumb dads. I thought you were gonna say that they were. It was like Mickey Mouse dressed up. Whoa, <laughs> cool like the mascots. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah, chasing you through the park. Oh. Mickey Mouse dressed in a little police uniform. I mean, I would be terrified. I, so I've never been to Disney World. Uh-huh. Um, Orlando? 
Or lands, and nor do I really care to go. Um, Even with all their Star Wars lands. Although now that they have Star Wars, now that they own Star Wars, they actually Disney World always had Star Wars stuff though. They had like some deal with Lucasfilm. Yeah, and Star Tours. Yeah, there was a Star Wars ride. Star Tours. But is there like only one Mickey that walks around that entire park? Um, yeah, or they're like four Mickeys that spread out in the quadrants. I think so. Everyone gets a chance with Mickey. Well, there's like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Michael's when, asking, excuse me, is the Mickey here? <laughs> or I'm only friends? interested in meeting the real Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or are his clones? I, as from as much as I remember, <laughs> when you first enter the park is where they have all the mascots, and okay. then there are like some kind of like interspersed throughout. But they like it's kind of like a meet and greet area almost near the front of the yeah. park. And you don't see as many just, like, wandering around. You see some. But... I mean, because really, I'm, I'm asking now, leading towards if they have Star Wars attractions and uh-huh. there are Star yeah. Wars mascots. I think there's probably Stormtroopers. I mean, I, yeah, there'll, be, there'll be Wookiees. Well, storm, there are many Stormtroopers. That's realistic. But <laughs> if I want to go hang out with there Chewbacca be... for a while, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there an efficient way to do this? Can I just, like... <laughs> there's definitely going to be... Uh, some mofos in like Han Solo and Princess Leia get up like yeah. like uh, Chewbacca outfit sounds hot though mm. miserable <laughs> sounds hot uh, yeah yeah I know mm. sexy Chewbacca for Halloween sexy Chewbacca um, I want you did you well, this I love is, to see the Return of the Jedi uh, this is this is maybe not even a conversation that needs to happen on the podcast but did you watch the most recent Han Solo trailer. Uh, I did. And did you see that there's a scene in it where Chewbacca like embraces another Wookiee? Yeah. And I'm I, like, is it the holiday special? I'm family? really hoping it is. <laughs> I'm really hoping that this elevates the Star Wars holiday special oh my gosh. to a new level. Makes it so canon. I, uh, for those listening, I, for the last five years, have held a uh, annual Christmas party that actually just started the first year as me and my friend James just... Going yeah, uh, James Timmer. Yeah, James Timmer. Uh, going to this movie, but uh, it turned into like a thing, uh, and so I show the Star Wars Holiday <clears throat> Special, uh, which you can watch on YouTube at any time. Yeah, or not. and I recommend it. You don't. <laughs> um, I do. And, uh, so yeah, but it's this story of Chewbacca and his family, like, but it's really low budget and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in none of the actual movies, Chewbacca has other Wookiees to hang out with. But it looks like here, yeah. he's either got a wife or yep. a sister They're of some back. sort. I don't know. Lumpy's coming back. <laughs> it might be Mala. <sighs> might be uh, Itchy. What was his son's name? Lumpy? No, that was the grandpa. The, oh. son's, the son's name is like... Uh, did he have a son? Yeah, yeah, the kid. There's a little kid. How do you not know this? You, you watched, watched it, it like, five times. <laughs> Remember the little yeah. kid is like running around and yeah. you remember. There's so they're just growling the entire time and there's no <laughs> subtitles. It's true. It's entirely up to interpretation. It's true. <laughs> it's a real subjective film. Uh-huh. Yeah, For yeah. all we know, they're just arguing. The it's it's time. certainly the most postmodern <laughs> Star Wars film that there is. Uh, uh, that it, to bring it partially full circle, like like the Journey video game. <laughs> And the Star Wars Christmas special are, again, in the same vein of marketing where mm-hmm. they're like, well, hey. Uh, Jefferson Starship shows up in the, yeah! uh, in the no, but Star it, Wars holiday It's special. the vein of marketing where they're like, hey, this is popular. You know what we could do? Uh-huh. And they end up doing it. It's there was terrible. actually, but the early like um, Star Wars video games were cool. There's like the Vector game. 
Uh, That's true. That was really cool. Well, but I mean, the Star they didn't Wars, have that. No, but Star Wars works great as a video game, not as a TV special yeah, involving yeah. Jefferson Starship. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Don't you want somebody to love? That's, That's not. That, well, it was That's Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, but they became Jefferson Starship. <laughs> Lame. And then, or maybe there's a Starship, and then became. I don't know. Did they become Jefferson Starship after the Star Wars Holiday Special? No, no. I, I'm just wondering. No, that's a great of... question. Yeah. No. If they became Jefferson Starship for the for no, the no, Holiday no, no, Special, no, no, no. It, 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 thinking, this is this is the thing that's gonna like we're going from <laughs> airplane to starship. This is our transition. It's because moment. most of the actual members of the original Jefferson Airplane like left, and then it sort of like became this like. Mm-hmm. Like former shadow of its former self, it turned into. It was a weird, like it's a weird trajectory. Uh, I think it was because of the Star Wars you're, holiday you're right. special. You're right. <laughs> I, I don't think they left the band. I think they jumped out of the airplane, and, uh, <laughs> parachuted. Yes, parachuted to other careers. Uh-huh. <laughs> to bring it back to Disneyland, I, I I can't remember if I've told this story on the podcast or not, but um, I remember I went to a concert one time, and this guy in front of me was talking about something and I was just listening in eventually joined the conversation found out he was um he was Aladdin at Disneyland at one point uh-huh. he was like one of the actors that would like run around the park yeah and he he phrased it in such a way where did he, he look like, like Aladdin because he wouldn't have been wearing a costume right or right. No, sorry I should rephrase he wouldn't have been wearing like a giant head that, like <laughs> like a Mickey Mouse head no 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 usually yeah, the yeah, human yeah. characters they just have them they look like those People yeah, they, they have like a wig and the costume on. Mm-hmm. I thought you were asking if he had the costume on in line at no. this concert, and I was like, I wish. No, but could you could you look at him and say like, yeah, you would pull off a lot. I mean, I think if he ran past you, you'd be like, yeah, that's a lot. Like, but you'd only really recognize him by his like purple outfit. Like, did like, he have like long black luscious hair? Not really, and he was whiter than white. So, uh, but I guess Aladdin does lean just like. The real Aladdin. Yeah, I was like, Aladdin is very white in who? <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> no, but he phrased in such a way where he's like, like, he's like, uh, I was asking about what he did, and he was like, oh, I knew Aladdin. And I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, you know, I knew Aladdin. <laughs> it's kind of sounds and, like he's implying he slept with Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I knew Aladdin. <laughs> but, like, he, he explained to me where he's like, when... <laughs> When you're working at Disney and you you tell people what you do, mm-hmm. like, for work, to kind of keep the magic alive, I guess, they kind of, like, you can't say, I work as Aladdin. You have yeah. to say, I know Aladdin. Well, I think that's really dorky that he felt he had to keep that up with, like, you oh, as incredibly a dorky. stranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was kind of his, like... They could be watching. I have yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Hey, they are watching. It is Disney. It is. true. But I was I was also just fascinated again, like like you said, like with his commitment to that. Yeah. But then also the fact that they had to phrase it that way. So, but I think it would be cool to be like, I know Han Solo, Ooh. or I know Lumpy, <laughs> uh, Chewbacca's grandpa, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, Daddy, I want to get a picture with Lumpy. <laughs> No, you don't. No, no, he's a weird, dirty old man. He is. That's dirty canon. old Wookiee. Um, <laughs> it is canon. I remember, I, I had a Disneyland memory where, okay, so Alice, like, at one point, uh, oh, by the way, I know Alice. Of Wonderland? Alice of the Wonderland. Yes. She, like, ran past, like, a group of people. Okay. Um, And, like, the rabbit and, or not the, yeah, the rabbit and the, the Mad Hatter, like, 
The is it, wait, what's the rabbit called? The wild hare or something like that? No, I think it's just called rabbit the, troll. Yeah, the rabbit troll. No, he's <laughs> uh, the white rabbit. No, but there's another rabbit at the tea party. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what he's called. Well, anyways, it was like him and the Mad Hatter like chasing her. But the weirdest thing was like... So it was like a bit? Yeah, it, but the weirdest thing is like <laughs> when when they passed or like when, when they kind of like came to this certain spot, like music from Alice in Wonderland like swelled up into that like spot. Like it was the craziest thing where Maybe it was Maybe like, she was actually being arrested and they were the police. <laughs> <laughs> she, she put a Guantanamo blow up uh. somewhere in there. Uh, also a great punk band, Guantanamo blow up. Oh. Um, and those were, yeah, like, those were, hey, if I was chased by the Mad Hatter and, uh, I'll just call him the wild hair, uh, as security, like, that'd be terrifying. Uh-huh. That'd be genuinely terrifying. That's true. And the music was, like, chasing you, too. Yeah, and then it was, like, it was, like, it was, like, a way to, like, like, inform others of my location was the music. Yeah. Meh. I wouldn't put it past Disney. How have you never been to Disney World or Land or any of them? I don't know. Just not, um, just never have? Yeah, we never went when I was a kid. Where did you go, amusement park just, wise? Uh, we did a lot of Six Flags. Oh, okay. Um, you met the Looney Tunes characters. Yeah, and then when we were living in Pennsylvania, there was a place called Hershey Park. Yeah, um, I've been there. So is it chocolate? Yeah, it's it's, the, it's Hershey's. It is the yeah. Hershey, uh, oh, cool. Place. So, but yeah, we never did Disney World, and honestly, I don't really have any desire to go. Oh, I love now. It. Um, I love Disneyland. I mean, if I yeah. ever have uh, kids, uh, <laughs> maybe then. But I, you know, yeah. there are other places I'd rather take my kids to. Like, like where? Um, Hershey Park. Hershey yeah. Park. Um, well, you'd want to take them to this Star Wars land, though. That's yeah, all that'd be you. cool. That's yeah. all um, I'd No, I mean, I, I would love to take, uh, if I have kids, I, at, to Disney World. I think that'd be super cool, but... Like some, I know people that just go like them and their sig other or mm-hmm. spouse, yeah. and that won't be me. Like I don't have any desire to just take a trip to Disney World. That sounds yeah. not super cool. <laughs> I I would like to go on the day where like people wear like fancy outfits and stuff like that. I forgot what it's called, but it's like where you wear like Halloween. Like, no, well, um, no, it, it's like where you wear like 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 tweed suits and stuff like that. Oh, like it, it's 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 steampunk like, day. Yeah, you, would, <laughs> yeah, you could bring out your copper, your brass, and your goggles. Uh-huh. It's Disney's steampunk day. It, uh, it it's it's no, I can't remember the name of it. It's it's like it's it's a specific day where like you kind of wear like your 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 Sunday best, uh, huh. but 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 like old school Sunday best. Sure. So it's kind of like for like 20s and 30s enthusiasts. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the, the, great, the great Gatsby day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The roaring 20s day. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, this whole time I've been trying to come up with a Mickey pun and I'm just like, ah, I can't. I'm not as creative. I'm not an Imagineer. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I wish I, I. I know some Imagineers, but I am not one of them. Oh, that sounds like you actually are. Uh, I slept with a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you can imagine, it. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh boy, don't you start with that. <laughs> don't. Dumb song. Um, yeah. Speaking of imagining things. Okay. Uh, let's imagine we're going to play a game in a couple seconds. <laughs> That's a good transition. Thanks. I'm proud of the it. The segue there was impeccable. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah. I've been thinking about this entire time. Let's uh let's do a little game corner. Let's do it. Game corner. Okay. Uh, so, for this game corner, we wanted to lean into Michael's love of Star Trek. And specifically, we're, mar- we're marrying that with Darren's lack of knowledge and, and interest <laughs> in Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, there's not a disinterest. There's sure. just a... There's an unexplored uh, territory of... Uh... Yeah. And I'm maybe somewhere in between. I've I've seen I think I've seen every episode of the original series at, at some point in my life. Yeah. I have not watched a lot beyond that. The Shatner one? Yes. Oh, okay. Um and I would not call myself like a Star Trek fan. Because not, I don't think I've I don't think I've earned that uh title. <laughs> Just because yeah, I mean if you've watched I mean Michael's like, I haven't seen you in any of the meetings. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, you're not uh, regular at the conventions. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm playing in this game. I'm playing moderator, but essentially what we're gonna do, I have I I, I peruse the Star Trek wiki, uh, also known as Memory Alpha. Which shout out to Memory Alpha. Memory Alpha is the greatest wiki. It is robust. Can you can you answer me this? What why? Memory Alpha, because like Wikipedia for Star Wars, the Star Wars Wikipedia, that I mean, the name, it's in the name. Uh, I don't it, know. It's, it's it sounds very much like some of their like computer systems. So I, I, okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's anything more than that. But huh. Memory Alpha is that like the lo- the Captain's Log? Well, no, it sounds the Captain's like Log is called the uh, Captain's Log. <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it Captain's Log. Well, I guess that's more like a diary, though, right? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a. Well, isn't Wikipedia just a diary of history? Uh, yes. And everything. You're right. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so what I did is I, I I dug into that um wiki and I found a bunch of pages, uh, like I basically just took the head, like the title of the page, um, and I'm going to ask Darren what he thinks these things are. <laughs> Darren's going to do his best to, um, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. based on just the name alone, guess what he thinks that this is. Mm-hmm. Michael, as our resident Star Trek expert, is going to critique Darren's uh, attempts to, oh, okay. to describe I, I, this. Uh, this puts a lot of pressure on. It does, but I think I did my best to grab stuff that seemed substantial, not just like little one-off yeah. one off. I will say that, uh, and we were talking about this earlier... I as much as I love Star Trek the original series, just also known as Star Trek. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's not what I it's not what I grew up with. I'm a next generation mm-hmm. guy, so that's where my specialty lies. But mm-hmm. All right. I'll do my best. So let's begin with um, a more maybe distinct one, not just a random jumble of words. Okay, Darren, what do you think uh, compromise or comprises? I should say. Not compromises. Um, the Vulcan mating rituals. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> um, I can do this one. <laughs> um, well, Vul- what do you think it might be called? Maybe that. Uh, Vulc- Vulcans. Uh, well, they're obviously what? a race of Star Trek aliens. Yeah. Um, they. Uh, do you know what a Vulcan is? It's. Uh, it's a. Do you know who a Vulcan is? Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, Vulcan is like uh, is like the they're like the the pointy eared. Yeah. Okay. okay. They're, they're the the pointy eared folk. I got I was getting them confused with the uh, cl- the Klingons. Right. Um, and so 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 they um I I would imagine if they were doing a mating ritual like they would probably like touch the tips of their ears to each other <laughs> and, and uh, you know say something very robotic and intellectual like. Um, it's not even like I love you. It's something along the lines of like um, you seem like a compatible mate. Uh, uh-huh. with touch tips, <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> um, and and uh, make a few uh, Vulcan babies uh-huh. uh, again. Tried to go for a pun, couldn't find one. Babies, um, va- babies. <laughs> Ooh, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, they, uh, you know, when 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 one dies, the other one dies too. Oh, that's their entire mating ritual. That's sad. Well, so is so is uh, so is a lot of things. So is life. life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my general takeaway. They touch tips <laughs> and uh, they die. Okay. Uh, Michael, that, that, that was that was cute. Are we ready for the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm dropping ready. the knowledge. Yeah. So Ponfar is the actual. <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah. The, the Vulcan mating ritual, right? It's called yeah, Ponfar. It's called I don't Ponfar. Know. All I wrote is Vulcan mating ritual. Okay. No, no. They, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's called Touching Tips. <laughs> okay. AKA Ponfar. Uh, which it's something where a Vulcan, because the Vulcans, if you are not familiar with Star Trek lore, they are uh, a alien species which is uh, entirely driven by logic. So they cast off all emotion and feeling. It, but they still have innate desires, as we all do. And so uh, once, I believe it's every seven years, don't hold me to it, but I think it's every seven years, a Vulcan must mate with another Vulcan to complete Ponfar. And if they do not mate <laughs> in that time span, they become incredibly agitated and violent. Uh, oh, like blue balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just think of that on a, like a seven-year scale. Yeah. It's like Vulcan uh, yeah. blue balls. Vulcan blue balls, uh, I suppose. Uh, so That's what I meant. <laughs> there are several examples where you can look at this. Star Trek, uh, Spock in the original Star Trek is an example. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Tuvok on Star Trek Voyager. Wait, Spock gets uh, blue balls? Uh, I, I, I'm, I think he might get... Is he married? Con Fark. Um, uh, Spock was, I don't think, married. I don't, not that I know of. But he fucks. Uh, well, he has to... <laughs> Has intercourse uh, <laughs> so he doesn't go crazy. Yeah, I mean, don't we all? Yeah. It's <laughs> so that is uh, well, Darren was right on one level where it's, it's, it's no, <laughs> it's it's devoid of emotion mostly, right? It's not a uh, emotional experience. It's not an. Emotion. I I mean, I don't know. It's Star Trek. It's they don't generally really show not a things. good way to have sex if it's not an emotional yeah. experience for you. Well, the, well, you're not a Vulcan, Darren. You wouldn't know. Oh, well, that's. That you know, that much is true. We All know right. that. Let's go a little bit more vague. Uh, this one, <laughs> this really one well. might uh, be something I don't even know if you know. This maybe this is just a one-off. I don't know. Okay. I just liked the name of it, so I, I wrote it down. Okay. Uh, Darren, what do you think a Tarkasian razor beast is? <laughs> um, a Tarkasian razor beast. Do you know what that is? I the na- the Tarkasian name sounds familiar. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Uh, this was when I was hitting r- the random button on the wiki. This was one that came up. <laughs> um, 
It sounds like a uh, shaving product uh, <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's it sounds like uh, you know we have the I mean if you if you if you told a Vulcan what the Gillette fusion is they might think it was like some crazy thing so I'm gonna say it's like it's what Picard uses to shave his bald head. Um, <laughs> uh, you don't think he's naturally bald? Uh, I don't think Patrick Stewart is naturally bald in the show. He's got a little cul-de-sac on the side. That's yeah, he's still bald. Yeah, but uh, eventually he just shaves it all off with the. That's uh, true. The Tarkasian razor blade uh, or razor beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with it's a it's a it's a hair product for men. <laughs> I now, Michael, is this something you're even familiar with? The name sounds familiar, and I'm actually able to kind of. Darren is right in the I believe in the next generation. Time period. You guys are giving me so much credit uh, for nothing. Well, here's the thing. I actually don't know. I, I remember the reference. Um, I have it here if you want me to. Uh, and, uh, hang on, hang on. I, <laughs> okay. I, 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 I'm not sure if we actually see a Tarkasian Razor Beast. You might be right. Um, it's talked about? Like the Loch Ness Monster? Do you want me to describe it to you? I, I would love for you to give me a hint to see if I, I feel like something is coming up. The on. name of an episode. Yeah, do that. Actually, I'm really good with names of the episodes for the next generation. It's next generation. I think it is next generation. It's yep. Next generation. Okay. Imaginary friend. Okay, this is the episode <laughs> where there's a little girl <laughs> who's crazy. seeing an alien who's actually there, but everyone that constitutes her seeing an imaginary friend, and she starts talking with Guinan, played by Whoopi Goldberg, who is the bartender in 10 Ford uh, on the Enterprise, <laughs> and she, I think, had a Tarkasian razor beast. Yes! Yes! Right. Yes! Oh, my sweet, sweet Gandhi. And... 31 and single. Uh, it's a winged furry animal noted for spiny wings and its loping way of locomotion. That's what the, Wait, wait, wait so it's not an imaginary friend? Well, it, she had an imaginary friend. One, it's kind of like a kid if they had an imaginary pet that was a dog. Like, dogs are still real. They just didn't have... Oh, but so she had an, an imaginary dog creature. She had an imaginary Tarkasian razor beast. Yeah. Four-legged uh, hair product. Uh, that was pretty good. Wow, good so, enough for me. Whoopi Goldberg from from the episodes of Next Gen that I've seen, she is so good. In, oh, in, she's great. She's so good in that show. It's amazing. I saw her on Jay Leno. Did you ask her about this imaginary beast? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a question from the audience? Uh, yes. Hey, can I get a question from the audience? Let's do a point. All right. So let's do another one. Uh, okay. Darren, what are the trill? Uh, I mean, if you're just going to give them a soft question. <laughs> they sound like a band. <laughs> they, sound, they sound like a, like an EDM band. Uh-huh. And, uh, the Trill. I, I've definitely heard of The Trill. Um, but, okay, but my serious answer, it sounds like a disease in Star Trek. Like, mm. it sounds like, oh, you got The Trill. <laughs> or, like, or it could be, like, slang. Like, ooh, that's Trill. Like, yeah. you see where I'm going with this? Uh, it's Like you're saying, like, it's like saying something is sick. Yeah. Ooh, that's trail, bro. I'll, I'm going to start saying that. Um, <laughs> so, but but I actually th- I actually think it's a disease, the trill. 
Okay, like like an alien disease, like or, an infection. Yeah, like leprosy. But is it like a is it like a biological like like a virus or is it? Yeah, like... so I'm gonna say it's a yeah. I'm gonna say it's a viral uh, like gives you spots and shit. Okay, Michael. Yeah. So the trip. <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh, well, is, uh... It's it. It's not a disease, but it is something passed on. The trill are a species. Uh, they were first introduced in Star Trek Next Generation as kind of like a guest star sort of episode. But uh, they, they're, they're, they are an um, alien species um, with spots down the side of their bodies. See? Um, see. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Jed Dax on Star Trek Deep Space Nine was one of the main characters. And she was a trill. And she had, they, they actually have a symbiote. Uh, inside of them that carries on like they there's a host and so there's this like alien symbiote and so for Jadzia it was the Dax symbiote and so when she died it went to another Dax host so they like carry the memories from one to another so wait wait, wait. not to not to get too deep in the lore here but like so if you are it's kind of like it being like like if I like I am my blood types O negative so I can only get O negative blood and a Dax symbiote can only go to a Dax Holder. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 that yeah. Sense? So I think, and yeah, I if if I understand it correctly, like that Dax is the name of the 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 symbiont. She named it. Uh, well, it's just the name, right? <laughs> and so oh, oh, just it was Jadzia. Name. Then took that, and then she became Jadzia Dax. And then when she died at the end of season six, and Ezri replaced her. She became Ezri Dax, so I think... It's like inheriting a last name. But, fun fact, I actually, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, uh, because the symbiont, they... It could... The host could be either male or female, so there's a string of hosts for the Dax symbiont. And so, in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, I believe it was Star Trek's first uh, Mm -hmm. same-sex kiss uh, related to the Dax character. Star Trek, I think. a new host. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Thank you all. I'll be here. Cool. Nailed it. Thank you. Um, okay. That's Trill, guys. That's fun. That's Trill. The trill? It's trill that's super Trill. Uh, all right, all right. Expert. Let's try this. Okay. Darren, yep. what is a sonic shower? <laughs> um, it's a sex move no. where... <laughs> You, uh, you, you, uh, uh <laughs> I just thought of something really gross. I don't want to Please be on the, don't. I don't want it to be on the podcast. Um, a sonic shower. I imagine it's where on the ship, serious answer, on the ship, mm-hmm. you, to conserve water, they don't take real showers. Uh, they have sonic waves that, like, shake the dirt off of them. Uh-huh. And... And uh, that's all I got. I, I that, he's he's correct. I'd wow! Say, I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Uh, it's it's actually really funny to watch these scenes in Star Trek. They're few and far between. One, the joke is you've never seen the Enterprise's bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, but the closest thing you get is in the crew quarters. Sometimes there's a shower, and they're literally like kind of like scrubbing their arms, but nothing is. Are happening. they naked? Or like they're are they I mean, clothes? In the shower, it doesn't no, matter. No, they're, they're 
it's insinuated, of course, that they're naked. They're, well, they're right. I'm just saying. Like, yes, I um, just mean like, can you take? Can you? Because it's not actually water. So could you just have clothes like to clean? The yeah, I, I think something's got to be like, I don't know, pulsating towards you. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, the there's got to be something. Yeah, that that hits your skin. I would imagine. They get naked every time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it is a sex move. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weird thing, though, and so recently, before bed, I've been... Uh, <laughs> taking a sonic shower. Taking a sonic shower. <laughs> oh uh, I've been going through uh, rewatching Star Trek Voyager, uh, which is... It's got its highlights. Um, but there's an episode where the chief engineer, Belana Torres, uh, she's trying to fix something for the doctor... I think it's his mobile emitter. I can't quite remember, but actually, it is his like mobile emitter. Opera. She's trying to fix something for the doctor. But like, he wakes her up because he's impatient and wondering where it is, and then, uh, like, she goes in to take her sonic shower, and then like the he just appears on his video screen in the shower. It's just like. And then she's like startled. She's like, "What are you doing?" Like showing up here, and it's like, "Why is there video cameras in the in the shower?" Anyway, yeah, wait. For, it's very strange. Yeah, very, very. Yeah, you guys don't have. You guys don't need bring in your your video. <laughs> it's like having your phone. iPad, you know, docked in your shower. Right. Yeah, and it's very could strange. Just call you no, up at no, any no. time. It's not strange, guys. <laughs> it's not strange. Um, not in the future. No. Okay. So very sex positive in the shower. All right. Here's an episode title. Okay. This one. It's a little jokier oh boy. of a title, and I'm sure it's absolutely one you will know, Michael. Darren will have to infer what he thinks it's about. Okay. The name of the episode is Elementary, Dear Data. Uh, it's Data. Fine. Data, Data. Isn't that like... It's the a, character name. Isn't that it a regional data. thing? Although that is a joke in the first, I think, season or two of the uh, Next Generation. Okay. Uh, can, I have a, can I have a question? Okay. Um... So, do, does Star Trek have, like, a danger room? Like, a room where it can basically, like, make so, projections of... It's a holodeck, yeah, yeah, Okay. So, this is a holodeck in the Sherlock times <laughs> with Data as Watson. Data. <laughs> Data. Um, yes. Brent Spiner's going to be pissed. Yeah. And, oh, I'm uh, sure he's listening. And uh, Riker is uh, Sherlock. Uh-huh. And that's the episode. And they just reenact it? Yeah, yeah. For fun? Yeah. For funsies. Okay. That's exactly the episode. <laughs> I don't believe you. That is? Yeah. They just reenact it for fun? Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure something else goes on in the episode. Like, it typically, re- like, relates somehow. But uh, there are multiple episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation that they imitate uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it's typically Picard and Data. Just, just to do it? Yeah, just have like fun. Reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kill typically, it connects to some sort of like space conundrum, so of course. But um, do they get stuck in that time or that that per, that holodeck projection? Um, they get sometimes stuck in the holodeck. Okay, it happens more frequently <laughs> than you would think. But right. no, I mean it's. Um, yeah, I I don't know the specs. Uh, remember all the exact specifics of the episode, but mm. I mean it was data. I think maybe playing for the first time the Sherlock Holmes character with uh, it's it's typically Patrick Stewart or LeVar Burton Um, they're his two like people on the show so um, yeah 
It's it's exactly what you think. There's the right. holodeck is used for a lot of things. Like there's a uh, there's an episode called Cupid, but there's a the one of the main antagonists in the show is just named Q, like the letter Q. So it's Q P I D. Get it, Cupid. Oh, and uh, <laughs> uh, and it was a kind of a imitation of Robin Hood as well. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, and the, the whole. S- the whole like main crew is stuck in a holodeck, like Q. Well, actually, I don't think it's a holodeck thing. I think Q he like transports them to like this, like fake reality where they're all like imitating like Nottingham. <laughs> and uh, I remember it's one of my favorite lines. Uh, Jordy's playing the mandolin or something, just hanging out by a tree because that's, that's how they fill some time in this episode. And. Uh, he's not playing it very well, and then Worf, the Klingon, comes and just takes the mandolin and just smashes it against the tree. It's oh, awesome. he, do, he does a, a animal house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. He does a he does a I almost said giant candy. But in shit. that episode, Worf, the Klingon, uh, is one of uh, Robin Hood's merry men, and he he says, "Captain, I must object." I am not a merry man, and it's awesome. <laughs> Michael Dorn, of course, uh, is way better than I am. Classic but, Klingon. Yes. All right. So, yeah. Nice. Um, couple more, two more. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, I'm confident. This one might also be a vague one because there wasn't a lot about it, but I just had to uh, had to write it down. Okay. What can you tell me about the USS Crazy Horse? <laughs> uh, the USS Crazy Horse is um, it was an unfinished ship. I, I can name the I can name the battle. <laughs> the USS Crazy Horse uh, is an unfinished ship, much like the Crazy Horse Monument uh-huh. here in the here in the United States, and uh, so it never saw any action. Um, it was named after. Um, uh, not not the crazy horse that we know, but uh, Kraze Horace, uh, <laughs> who is the the Star Trek uh, uh, war warrior, uh-huh. uh, battle leader, yeah, um, thought leader, thought leader, <laughs> marketer, thought leader, <laughs> synergist, um, uh, and he and he uh, he retired at an early age, and. Um, yeah, two kids in retirement. <laughs> now you're just talking about this fictional person, Crazy Horse. No, not it's the, not. Uh, well, they're ship. all fictional, Kyle. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying fictional in your mind. <laughs> well, right now they're fictional. When we advance to the future, they won't be. Oh, right. right. What is the USS Crazy Horse? Michael. Okay, so, <laughs> preface, Star Trek sometimes reuses ship names. Like, there are sometimes several ships named the same thing. Like the Defiant, the USS Defiance in Deep Space Nine uh, was also the Defiance of a Constellation class ship in the original series. The crazy horse that's in my mind, however, uh, it was from the Next Generation. Uh, I'm not sure if we ever saw it, but I believe it was one of the ships referenced to be destroyed in the Battle of Wolf 359, which was... uh, the first major battle uh, with the Borg, uh, which was the cliffhanger between Next Generation Season 3 and 4. And I remember season Elizabeth uh, Dennehy, I believe was her, the actress's name, playing uh, Commander Shelby, 
saying that the Kyushu and the Crazy Horse uh, were destroyed. Is that exactly right? I mean, it says that uh, uh, in late 2369, uh, Vice Admiral Necheyev mobilized Uh a fleet consisting of Crazy Horse and 14 other ships with the stated aim of patrolling and defending Federation colonies from an anticipated second Borg invasion. Yep. It also says later in this article um, that the uh, starship was named for the Sioux Chief. So he was not one of my favorite Star Trek characters, Sioux Chief. <laughs> yes. By the way, I totally nailed that reference. I've nailed a lot of these references <laughs> without looking anything up. Uh, I, I think I've nailed some of these with that. Yes, uh, of course no, you have. We'll say anything. zero points for that one. Uh, <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. Ready. What what is ready? Cassius Clay. Now this we might have even talked about this already because I'm not sure. What is the Q continuum? I gave you a hint on this one. Earlier. Well, uh, okay, so Q is a character. You're right. Thanks. I think uh, the Q continuum. So is it like a? Is it like a? It's like a maze that he projects on the crew. Don't look at me. Uh, look at Michael. Uh, n- no, not really. <laughs> well, it's like a continuum. Like, it's something that never ends. Like, like a maze. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> the Q are a godlike species. So, they're eternal. So, continuum oh. being eternal. So, okay. then I, I would like you to continue on with your hypothesis. No, here. my hypothesis is done. Okay. <laughs> so, the Q were actually introduced in the pilots of Star Trek Next Generation. Uh-huh. And then uh, the Q, played by John Delancey, who is wonderful. He actually showed up in Breaking Bad uh, for several episodes. Uh, was Jesse's girlfriend's dad. The, 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 the air, airline, airline guy, Not yeah. the pilot, but the yeah, yeah, yeah. air traffic air controller. Um, and you know, um, uh, I don't know. So the Q, he showed up like probably once a season, Next Generation, then later showed up in Star Trek Voyager. So the Q were like a godlike species, and this is just the one instantiation of the Q that we saw throughout Star Trek. And so he essentially could appear as anyone or anything, and pretty much have on omnipotent powers and. Um, he was actually the first one to, fun fact, relating back to uh, trivia question nine of yours, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was of, uh, the <laughs> character that first transported the Enterprise across the galaxy to first encounter the Borg uh-huh. for their first Borg attack. And then their second was Wolf 359, where the Crazy Horse was destroyed. Oh. Um, rest in peace, USS Crazy Horse. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, the Q continuum. Uh, John Delante is great. He's sort of like a like an add-on character. Like he's a recurring, I guess, cast member, but he's essentially like the main villain in Next Generation, and he shows up in Voyager a couple times as well. And we meet like uh, Q's brother or son or something in Star Trek Voyager. Something along those lines. Fascinating. Well. I added up the points. How did you? Four point five. How much did Darren win by? Four point five out of ten. Hey, uh, hey, that's a lot better than I would have thought. So you got uh forty five percent. Hey, you know what? 
It's better than zero. Um, <laughs> makes, makes it's me, still failing. Makes me a hero. I tried. And that's just based on my vague grading, uh, based on Michael's yeah, uh, yeah. critiques of your descriptions. Right. Well, hey, I'm satisfied with that. I know nothing, little to nothing about What did we learn today? Uh, <laughs> uh, Sonic showers. That was my favorite one. Sonic showers still sounds sexual and could be in a lot of ways. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Taking one right now. This is literally what it looks do like. Do they do? They just don't rub, actually rub their bodies. They just rub the air well, around they, their bodies. Yeah, kind of. It's so strange. Just it's it's a very bizarre. It's like thing. Tai Chi. Um, <laughs> it's sometimes Star Trek gets really silly, and mm, well, yeah, most of it's most of it's silly. But like they, it, sometimes they don't even try. Where it's they're just adding on like what sounds like cool space talk Mm -hmm. to regular terminology like sonic sour or Mm -hmm. instead of getting uh instead of getting car sick you get space sick it's super dumb that was like a that's probably a real thing though yeah maybe but it sounds terrible and it's come (laughs) up it comes up with ezra dax and season seven of ds9 and it's bad uh I could keep going, but I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, I, well, I, thanks for listening to the Star Trek cast. Uh, if there was a Star Trek podcast, what would be a good name for well, it? Well, there's, there's, isn't there one about like Star... There are a few. Star Talk or like Star... Star Talk. <laughs> That's know. not too bad, I guess. Otherwise, well, if you combine Star and Talk, you sort of just get Stark. S- <laughs> yeah. Or Star and Trek. You get Stark too. <laughs> or Taos. <laughs> Toss? Toss. We're we're nailing this ending here. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) On that note. uh, Michael, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for uh, sharing your Star Trek. uh, So this is my third time on. uh, Who's been on the most? I'm just curious. I guess guess it would be you. You're on the leaderboard. I would say the uh, audience... Wants me back. Well, we can uh, we can see what the listenership is yeah. like for this episode. Yeah, see if they see where they I'm your drop most off. popular guest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe best looking as well. Uh, I don't know. We've had uh, we've had um. No, I'm best. Me, looking. I'm on the episodes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyle is the best guest. One. Okay, <laughs> Kyle for sure is the. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael. So this is the, this is the point where we uh, usually do plugs. If you have anything to plug. Or any recommendations because you mentioned a lot of Star Trek. So if you have, if you could even plug that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Star Trek. All the episodes are available on Netflix, so you could probably watch that. What and is every single episode of every series uh, on outside Netflix? of the new one, Discovery? That's exclusive to CBS's platform, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything else is on Star. But uh, if you're uh, at all still listening and curious about <laughs> more of my thoughts, you can. Uh, I suppose go to my website, uh, mdstark.com, and I write there. Do you have and, Star Trek writings there? Uh, I've yeah. written about yeah, fan so, fiction. Uh, my background <laughs> is uh, humanities, mostly philosophy, so I write about philosophy quite a bit, right. uh, and I relate that to Star Trek sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Fair enough. Uh, when are you going to write a Star Trek book? Uh, yeah, maybe at some point. Is that a dream? Uh, do you, you probably want to do that. I, I could, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just finished my first book that had, I don't think it has a single Star Trek reference. Wow. Uh, Self control, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> it's except the book is dedicated to Star Trek <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning. I have not written the dedication uh-huh. yet, so at it the, might the be, book but, ends, uh, uh, with love to Star Trek. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be writing a book. On Star When's Trek. your book come out? 
Uh, soon. Um, sometime in the summer, I believe. Cool. Uh, that, so, as an official uh, title, right? Uh, yep. Uh, you can, I think, at this point, pre-order my book, Untruth, uh, which is a book about relating Kierkegaard to contemporary conversations that we're currently having in the world. Um, it's called Untruth? Untruth. Untruth, yep. sorry. Uh, and that should be out. Uh, I think it'll come out in my publishers in the UK, so I think it comes out there first and then mm. be available here. UK exclusive. Uh, yeah, probably, I think, in the summer. So, um, But uh, no like Star Trek references. There, uh-huh. there are some other pop culture references, but I don't think Star Trek is in there. Um, I, I made a good joke, and I'm going to repeat it right here. Okay. It's called, uh, it's, it's coming out in the UK, as in you can't have it yet. <laughs> Thanks, folks. No. It's <laughs> not a good joke. <laughs> oh, I liked it. I uh, want to plug uh, not that joke. Mm. Um, Shame. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I'm tired. Sorry. Nah, I'm tired, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to plug your, yep. your state of being? Yep, I'm just plugging uh, me going to bed soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to plug just the general Scratch Track. Um, we are on Twitter at, uh, at Scratch Track Pod. We, are, uh, on, we have a Gmail if you want to Gmail us. Mm-hmm. Um, Email us a remix of Michael singing the, the, yes, that please. song. I would love that. <laughs> and, then, and then, but like, the, the song needs to start out with the woo-wee like the star trek uh <laughs> i don't even know what that sound is how that sound is made but uh-huh. anyway it sounds like a theremin um it is nice i believe and I know my theremins and uh so we have a gmail it's uh scratch at gmail.com uh-huh. um we can be found on stitcher and soundcloud and apple podcast primarily um probably in most places that you find podcasts just because they kind of get shuffled around um that's it from here that's pretty much all we got so uh thanks for putting up with some weeks off folks we uh oh yeah we apologize again but we did that twice this will probably just show up like on a wednesday or thursday or something whenever i get finished maybe a friday maybe a friday saturday yeah maybe any other possible day but not sunday not sunday that's the that's the Lord's that's day. That's the Lord's day. Well, we, actually, usually episodes would be released Sunday night. So Shh, no, don't tell God. <laughs> uh, he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyways, uh, that's the end of this episode. So I guess from all of us here at Scratch Track, we'll see you later. All right, bye. Captain's log. <laughs> signing off. Yeah, live long and prosper. Uh, oh, I was trying to think of what. Are we, what are we Captain's doing? log. <laughs> signing off.